What's good? It's your boy Deo. New EP out, or it's been out since November 15th. And this is a brand new episode of Don't Judge a Book. How's it going? I'm chilling. Good to be here. Um, Thank you so much for having me on. No problem. No problem. I'm I'm more I'm more set on the fact that I even got you on. You know, a lot of times when I'm even talking to people, I'm kind of like just you know I got all these like questions I got for them. So you know, you 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 ba- you basically stepping up to the plate and letting me ask you these questions is really dope. So I, I'm really grateful to have you on, man. Appreciate you. Of course, of course, my pleasure. Awesome, awesome. So man, t- tell us more about yourself, Brent. So tell us more about you know what you're doing, man. Just in, just who you are. Yeah, so I want to get right into the meat and potatoes of who I am and what I think everyone out there should kind of get from my story. Sure. Um, so ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a doctor, right? I always thought, you know what, I'm going to be a doctor and it's just, it's just going to happen. You know, I just have to stay patient and it will eventually happen. Well, going into my junior year of college, college, not high school, I had nothing on my resume. I was still in that mindset of, you know, it's going to happen. You know, if I just stay patient, if I keep doing the right things, it'll happen. But I wasn't creating my own luck. So finally, after my junior year of college, the only thing on my resume was I was a camp counselor. Really good at singing camp songs, good at dodgeball. But, you know, I don't think that gets you into med school, right? (laughs) Um so, no, no, no. But I, exactly. so I was super interested in stem cell research. You know, I read about these athletes getting stem cell treatments that got them back to the field more quickly compared to surgery. And I was like, you know, that's pretty Ooh. cool. And why don't I reach out to someone over the summer and see if I can see what they do? So I'm from Los Angeles and mm-hmm. I emailed every stem cell doc in Los Angeles, seeing if I can get an opportunity just to learn from them. I'm not asking for a job, just asking to learn. Um, and this And a special doctor is now my boss, Dr. Darrow. I actually filled out a patient application because I figured, you know what? Doctors make money off their patients. So at least he's going to see this, right? He's going to get. So six minutes later, from me sending in this patient application, Dr. Darrow responded with the letter U, the letter R, welcome anytime. And I was just like, is this even real? Like, is this a real doctor? Like, who, who the hell talks like? you know but it was legit it was real um and i just went from camp counselor to stem cell intern in a matter of 20 minutes because it took me like 14 minutes to fill out the patient application telling him hey dr darrow i have no experience but i'm super passionate is there any way i could be attached to your hip over the summer i'll change the water cooler i'll take out the trash i just want to learn right so within that 20 minutes Mm. i was able to secure a stem cell internship So every day during that summer, I came in when they opened. I left when they closed. I knew absolutely zero about stem cell research before I got there, but I grinded my butt off, right? And I actually actually created a whole research department that they didn't have during that summer. And because it was so successful, in three months during that internship, I was promoted to the director of research of that stem cell therapy clinic. In three months. Mm. Oh, bro. Congrats, bro. That's amazing. That's so amazing. the whole premise Jeez. behind this is any any of you guys listening out there, you know, wanting to pursue a dream, whether it's being a doctor, whether it's whatever it might be, 
It all starts with a single step. None of this would have happened if I was in my complacent shell and not sent an email to Dr. Darrow. And people, if they like you, if they believe in you, it really has nothing to do with resume. They will give you the world. And my story just shows it. There is no way I was qualified, I'm doing air quotes right now, to be the director of research in the beginning. But I worked my butt off. I found a need. I was there to help. And people are really, really able to give you the world. That's important. That's important. That's important. I, I, I love that, man. I love that. Even even because, like, I wanted to rewind back into your story. So regarding, like, even getting that opportunity for the stem cell, and, like, you just kind of just putting your head down and making sure that you were able to attain this opportunity and fulfill it and fulfill the, the whole potential um, how, how was that process? How did that, how, how did that go for you? Like even just learning more about what you were, what you were getting yeah, yourself into. Exactly. And it's, I, again, I came from, I knew what a stem cell was, but I didn't know how they were applied in medicine. So I really knew nothing. And the only reason. Yeah. So, so yeah. Can, can, what was that? Yeah. Okay. No, I said, I just wanted you to divulge more into that. Like, yeah, like I, I like, I knew that you, you said that it was hard. So I was like, how, like, how was it? Like, what was, like, what, were you, what, was your, what was your routine? Like, how, how did you go about, you know, any people that you met along the way that, like, you know, helped you as well, like, regarding that yes. process? So my biggest advice for anyone out there who's starting in an opportunity is become, is, is one, be yourself, be outgoing, don't be a, cur- a Kermit in their shell. People want to get to know you. People want to like you. So the only reason I was able to get, to where I was as fast as I did was not only hard work, you know, hard work. Okay. Hard work. You know, I called all these stem cell doctors who published, see how they did it. But what's really important was that everyone in the office started to like me. They, I started being incorporated into their stem cell family. Right. So they wanted me to succeed as much as I wanted to succeed. They wanted to do whatever it took for me to achieve my dream. And I, that was only possible because I was out of my comfort zone. I was being myself. I wasn't being quiet. You know, I was asking people, how's your day? Can I go get you a coffee? Can I go do this? Can I do, go do that? Right. I was telling them about my family, my life, everything. You know, I I was really wanted to be a part of their family. And I think if everyone out Mm. there could just connect to people, right. It didn't matter if I, who I was talking to, if it was the Dr. Darrow or if it was the receptionist or it was the you know, personal assistant or, or whatever it was, you know, I wanted to get to know people. And I think that's a really, really important aspect of my journey. Yeah, man, I love that. Willpower, willpower, bro. Yeah, so there, there, ladies and gentlemen, that's Brent. Brent, man, Brent with the the real student mentor. Check him out. Like, he uh, he has a lot of dope stuff. I'm even just going through his um, Instagram right now, just catching a lot of the things that I was, you know, watching and um, reading through even when I was just on, you know, before we even got this interview going. And it's really inspiring stuff, man. You stop sleeping in on weekends. Stop sleep, you know, skipping your workouts. Stop neglecting your mental health. You know, these are real things that um, these are, you know, these are real things that we should, you know, spread out and, you know, and give these messages out to people just so that they don't, you know, succumb to their failures or succumb to their own weaknesses. They're able to overcome them and overcome that. And to overcome that, you need real strength. And, you know, I, I love that. I love how you were kind of uh, balancing the whole willpower, you know, and just going, you know, keep pushing to keep on pushing through. But as has been said with, with Brent, what I really wanted to get to know, and I know the audience here, too, um, wants to know as well, because, 
even with people like you that are, you know, so involved in your research and you're just so involved in also getting the community to basically fulfill their own potential and stop being Kermits and just actually going out there and, atta and attaining what they want to attain. What other things besides, like, you know, what other things besides the Sunstar research, maybe the things that you're already present working, that they're already presently working on, like other things that you're actually trying to like develop the skills for, you're actually curious about that you want to get into you know, in the so future. So definitely entrepreneurial stuff. You know, I, I run a research department. I run three online businesses. Um, I have other, other side hustles that I do. And the only reason I'm able to do that and still do the things I love and to have balance in my life is because of time management. Everyone out there, especially right now, mm -hmm. is we have more time than we know. You know, we're stuck at home. We, are, we can't go out with our friends because of COVID. We can't do a lot of the stuff we want to do. So we have all this time on our hands and we don't really know what to do with it. And it's so important that all of you guys out there, and you kind of mentioned about my social media posts, and I kind of want to get into that a little bit too, um, is because it's great, to, it's, it's great, yeah, to, it's oh, great to spread awareness, right? You just said something about something, you know, one of my quotes that I post every morning. It's great to spread awareness. Well, it's even more important than spreading awareness and feeling motivated is having the strategies you need to succeed, right? It's a complete difference. If you just read social media quotes all day and feel motivated, but you don't have the strategies to know what you're doing, then you're going to be running around in circles. So it's all about asking for help. Mm -hmm. There's no way I could have developed a research department, three online businesses, if I didn't ask people to help me. And I think a lot of us sometimes are, we're, we're so stubborn. We feel like we need to, you know, put our head down and grind. Well, that's part of it. But also you can get to your dreams a lot faster if you have people who've already been there and already done that to help you along the way so you learn from their mistakes, right? I'm the real student mentor. I mentor students, but I also have world leaders who are my mentors, who, who, in, who empower me, who inspire me, who give me the strategies that have helped them succeed, right? It's all kind of a circle of life. Um, so I think you know, kind of circling back to that time management is if you want to get started on a side hustle, let's say, or you want to get started in a field that you're interested in, dedicate one hour per day into working on that side hustle. Because those hours compound and compound. If you work an hour a day and you work an hour a day for a month, that's 30 hours for a year, right? It just compounds and compounds. That's 360, uh, 60 out, five hours, whatever it might be, right? It's so, so important that you schedule out when you were going to start working on things because there's no way I could be doing all the stuff I'm doing if I was just winging it and not scheduling out my day purposefully. So I think that's a really good strategy for all you guys out there who want to start making money online, who want to do all that stuff. It's great to say it, right? Everyone wants to make money online, but who's actually putting in the work? Who's getting the mentorship to be able to get to their goals more quickly? Mm, mm, mm. I love that. I love that because that, that's that's really important too. A lot of people are, a lot of people. It's it's like uh, to me, I call it like the woke movement. A lot of people are just woke. They like no, oh yeah, okay, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. But you know, the steps to actually do it. You know, actually organizing their schedule and organizing their life in order to actually do it. You know, like with the um, there's a program actually, um, 
uh, with, uh, with medicine in terms of the smoking cessation program. It's a psychological, like stepwise program where it's like, you know, in, in, any, in any addiction, it's like a stepwise program. You're not going to like get over your addiction overnight, right? You got to like, first of all, admit that there's an issue, you know, and then, you know, be, you know, really like um, plan out what you're actually going to do. And if you don't have that plan, there's really nothing you're actually trying to do. So like you said, Brent, like just having that plan and organizing your day is so important. Exactly. Um, and even that, and even with even with learning any skill is like that's really all you need too because you need to also kind of train your brain itself you know so in terms of stem cell though like what like because you know stem cell is such a broad topic so like what what are you like researching or is that like CIA like undercover like I can't really like, know about <laughs> um, it. so so what we do is, <laughs> is we take stem cells from patients or athletes bone marrow um, in the back of our your hip it's called the iliac crest if you want to look it up on Google. But it's in the back of your hip, and we take yeah, stem yeah. cells out of your bone marrow. And what we do is we take the stem cells, we centrifuge it. We can't add any growth factors or any special chemicals to it um, to enhance it because it's against it's against the law. You can do it in other countries. But what we do is we take it from your bone marrow, mm -hmm. and then we inject it into, let's say, an athlete tore their ACL. We inject it into their ACL, or they have tennis elbow, or they have arthritis to regrow tissue. Because what a lot of people don't realize is you know, you always hear about, let's say KD, he just tore his Achilles, right? Or when Kobe tore his Achilles, right. you, you think, oh, you know, they have surgery, right? And then they're back on the court and they're just as good, uh, right? Well, what happens to people who don't have the best surgeons, the best physiotherapists, the best physical therapists, right? And they tear their Achilles and they have to get back to work to support their family, right? They can't be out for two years rehabbing, right? They have to get back to work to put food on the table. So what our research and our procedures do is it gives patients an alternative to surgery to be able to get back to living their best life more quickly. That is awesome. What, what is, what is, what is it called? What is the, the, is it, it's part of a school? Uh, no, it's, it's a, or yeah, is it it's just called a... the Darrow Stem Cell Institute in, in Los Angeles. We're a private practice. Oh, dope, dope, dope. That's a, that's amazing, man. I, I didn't even know that there was something like that. Um, because I've also I've also always been into stem cell research. Actually, one of the things that I wanted to do uh, while in med school, going into my third year, I actually wanted to do more research on like um, totipotent um, stem cells, you know, and just seeing how, um, you know, how you just said, like, if you're trying to get, you know, implant stem cells into somebody, um, knowing that you can differentiate into the tissue that you would want to rebuild, you know, things that are, and, you know, necessary for the person to work, you know. That that's a that's really that's a real cool thing too. So, man, I didn't I didn't, I didn't really know that there was something like that. And you said it's L.A. right? Say, yeah. say the name again. Uh, the Darrow Stem Cell Institute. There's there's doctors doing it, doing it all stuff. over. You know, it's becoming a little bit more mainstream. The only thing is, it's not covered by insurances like a surgery would be. Um, so it's all out of pocket, and it can you know it could be expensive because these are technically experimental procedures. Mm, okay. Okay. All right, bro. I want to ask you another question. What's something, because, you, you know, you seem like, you know, what I really like about you, too, as I'm listening to you, you have a lot of clarity, man. You, like, know, like, what you're chasing, you know, what you stand for. And because you know it so well, you're able to, you know, spread that as information to help other people. But I want to see, I want to ask you this. What do you feel is something that people misunderstand the most about you? Misunderstand the most about me? Um, I think... Yeah. Like you, I, I, something that you said kind of stuck with me in the beginning, um, how I'm just like everyone else. And I think when we, 
you know, when people have a lot of followers or celebrities or athletes who are famous, and I'm not saying I'm famous by any means, um, but I get DMs all the time saying, mm -hmm. oh my God, you're so inspiring. Like, you're never going to read this, but I, but I just want you to know, like, you know, I love your content, right? I'm like everyone else as well. You know, mm -hmm. LeBron James, you could talk about, I don't, I don't know, President of the United States, they're all people, right? They all came from where you are. No one becomes successful overnight. Everyone starts from the same place, from zero, from rock bottom, right? So I think the more we can take people off pedestals, I'm not saying don't be respectful, always be respectful, right? But the more we can take people off pedestals, the more we can reach out of our comfort zone and, and have the courage to ask for advice right? To ask for an interview, to ask for an opportunity, right? But so oftentimes, especially mm -hmm. in medicine, we, we view these doctors as like the Pope, you know, we don't want to bother them because they're so busy. But in reality, these doctors were pre-meds just like you, were students just like you, had terrible days, got F on tests, did hor had horrible years. You know, everyone starts from the same place. I think that's such an important thing that a lot of people forget is, that they think successful people were always successful. No, everyone starts from the same place. Mm -hmm. 100%, 100%, everyone starts from the same place. My dad used to tell me the same thing, you know, um, there was like, uh, it's like this like Nigerian proverb kind of thing. It was like, uh, anytime I would say something's too hard or I'm trying to get, go for something, he's like, He's like, what about that dude that got it? He, it's not like he was born with two heads. Like, he's not like he's any different from you. You know, we're all people. We all have the, um, we all have our own genius level talent. You know, it's just on us to tap into it and actually, you know, use it. Use exactly. It. And that's why I love so mentorship is because, you know, it's, it's very humbling mentoring people because I'm no one special. You know, I've just have, I've been able to find the strategies that succeed to succeed, but we all have the potential within us to achieve whatever we want to do. You know, some of us don't have those strategies mm -hmm. yet, but once you get those strategies, everyone is the same. If you're willing to work hard and work smart, there's no reason why you couldn't be where your mentors are right now or, or where the people you look, look up to are. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. So if I were to ask you this, um, since, you know, because of, you know, like, you know, what we've been talking about with personalities, what would you feel like is your like uh, like a big failure or how you would perceive it as a big failure in your life and like and what'd you learn from it yeah i think a big failure early on in my career was allowing people to box me in into a certain category i think mm. that until i realize that i'm the only one living my life it doesn't matter what my parents say and i love my parents they were never controlling parents but I think a lot of people, you know, they allow other people's opinions to really affect them, right? They live other people's lives. They live other people's passions. They do things because people are telling them that's what they should do. When in reality, and I was definitely victim exactly. to this, right? I, I did certain things because that's what people said was the right way. Rather than asking myself, is this what I want to be doing, right? People are in jobs and opportunities mm. and, and things like that. They, they don't really like, but feel that's what they have to do. That's not what you have to do, right? right? You have to ask yourself, what are you passionate about? Why do you think you're on, you, you were put on this earth? You know, until you figure out that you're really living, you're really a pawn in someone else's game. 
right? You don't have, you don't mm. necessarily have your own purpose. You're living out someone else's purpose. So I think until that was a big failure and, you know, I was still doing well, but not as well as I was doing now because every day I get to dictate what I'm going to do because it's what I like to do, not what someone else likes to do. Yeah. Okay. That's a hundred percent, hundred percent, you know, and, and I, I really, I, I really, I really identify with that too, what you said in the beginning too, like, you know, with people trying to box you in and people trying to use their own opinions too. Cause even with me, um, I feel like I have my hands in so many things and sometimes it does get overwhelming. Like I want to do, you know, I want to, you know, become this medical doctor and I also want to, you know, fulfill this lifelong passion in music that I've been gunning for. You know, I've been releasing so much music, you know, doing a lot of things in the span of like eight to nine years. But even um, I was able to use that drive to even, you know, further my growth into med school and even into other areas where I didn't even know that I could even get into like men mentorship too, in certain forms too. Maybe not at the level you are doing, but definitely at a way that I'm able to also see, like you said, you know, you just see that you're you're just more than what someone can categorize you in because you know it's just you 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 have you have you have energy and that energy can manifest in whatever you want it to manifest in. So you know it's really important that people catch that too. And it's real 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 dope that I was able to identify with that as well. And uh, if I were to ask you, Brent. Um, since you know we're off the topic of failures, what do you think's like the best and biggest compliment you've like ever received from somebody? Favorite compliment? Uh, probably someone telling me that I've changed their life, and that's that's a very very big statement, right? And I do and I do get it quite a bit with mentoring and and, and helping people achieve their dream. But when someone tells you, you know, you've changed my life, you've made a positive impact in my life, I wouldn't be where I am without you. That is such an empowering statement, right? It is such an empowering statement. And mm -hmm. everyone out there has the ability for someone to say that or, or has already done that, right? That's the thing about it is if you can just change one person's life. And that's why, you know, all my mentorship is all, are all started with one. All my programs, speaking tours, is all started with one, changing one person's life. Because if you can say you've changed one mm -hmm. person's life, that is so much more, that's so much more than a lot, what a lot of other people could say. But if you just think about like, so you change the trajectory of someone's life. And that's why I love medicine. That's why I love mentorship. Um, and it's just, you know, the process of giving, you know, and being able to provide people with strategies, with the support, you know, sometimes people, they just need support. People aren't, aren't necessarily, um, supporting their dreams, you know, in their community or in their family or whatever. And sometimes they need someone to tell them like, no, you're doing amazing. You know, as long as you're following your mm. passion, it really doesn't matter what everyone, what anyone else thinks. Um, so I think that kind of, if someone tells you, you know, you really helped me through this hard period, you know, I wouldn't be here without you. Like everyone out there, think about a time where that has happened and think about the severity of that statement. Right. They wouldn't, they, people just don't go on saying like, Oh, you changed my life. But they mean that. So I think that's something that all of you guys out there listening should, should reflect on. And, and that should give you confidence and, and wanting to pursue your dreams even more so. Mm. Mm. Yo, that is, that is so dope. Yo, you know, you know, this, you know, an app called the pattern, no, the pattern that, that, that app. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's this, there's this app, right? So, um, 
my cousin, um, she uh, she had uh, told me about it a year ago, and then um, uh, one of my friends uh, recently just brought it up again, and so I like downloaded this app like a couple weeks ago, just wanted to see what the hype was about, and it's kind of like this horoscope scopey thing. So at first impression, I was kind of like ah. You know, I, I, this is kind of weird. And so a lot of the things like that were being said through the, throughout the app, like it was kind of like like uncovering identities and like, you know, finding yourself and, you know, finding your true self and what you're supposed to be doing with your life and kind of organizing it. And in the way they would say it, right, they would just say a lot of things like, yo, like, you know, um, especially when it pertained to me, it was like, OK, you you're somebody that, you know, you you definitely have you definitely need to involve yourself around people that are also like minded individuals because your energy is something that kind of speaks volumes to other people. And then I kind of read my cousins and she, hers was kind of saying the same thing. And so I started realizing was like, you know, it's really important as people that we use inspiration as a form to connect with each other. And, you know, and that's a way to even drive cooperation. That's a tr way to drive even more peaceful, like, measures and, um, you know, helping other people as well. Because when I was reading through the app, I was like, man, maybe this app is, like, you know, either, you know, watching watching everything I post or, like, say or, like, you know, do on my phone. You know, that, that'd be, you know, whack with the whole privacy laws <laughs> and stuff. But it's either that or it's, or it's just like, it's just out of coincidence that it was like kind of spot on. So whatever the case may be, you know, it's just like, again, like it's just with me, like listening to you talk, you know, I kind of also see myself in your words too. And that's just, you know, it, it's a, it, it's, it's really strengthening too, man. It's like, it's like sharing a bond in a way. So I appreciate you, man. Dope, dope Most answers. Definitely, yeah. Dope answers. Yeah, man. And so um, I'm asking you this, man, if you had, a hundred trillion dollars. A hundred trillion dollars. So basically, you have all the money in the world. This is like one of those like third order kind of questions. You got all the money in the world. What would be the first five things you do? Uh, and, and, and like. First five yeah, things? And when, you, when I say the first five things. <laughs> Yeah, don't even, don't even, don't tell me I'm gonna end world hunger. Okay, it's like world hunger. It's like okay, all right, all right. That's a, like just like the first five things you think you would just buy. Like you would just go, go buy. buy. I don't know like, about go I just, buy. I think a, I would rather like create. Ooh. I think so. The first thing ooh. I would do if I had a million trillion dollars, like Jeff, Jeff Bezos, is is I was in as I would invest in reforming education. Ooh, love that so, answer. Ooh. Education, the way, the way it is right now, it really cuts people off. It cuts people off of passions. It doesn't teach you what you really need to know for the real world, like networking, like emotional intelligence, like learning how to critically think and study mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I definitely think, especially in underserved areas, you know, that's where education reform really needs to, really, really needs to be reformed. Um, is, is providing students from underserved area the resources to um, to reach their dreams. You know, it's it's so, so important. So I think definitely reforming education would be my first thing I would do and setting up programs and setting up outreach centers and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, yeah, so I think I think that would be that would definitely be it. Now, it would be like it would it would be so, okay. it would be some it would be all that is surrounded like that's that's what we talk about when you have that much money right it's it's not about money anymore it's more about creating it's, it's more about exactly. creating a legacy like what do you want to be remembered for exactly. you know i think reforming education providing people 
the resources that they didn't have before to succeed. That's, I think that's a great legacy to have. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yo, man, like, man, you, you were not, man, you know, and you know, in another life, you know, I was Brent Shaw. You was, you was, uh, you was Wesley Julius, man. Cause I feel like, man, <laughs> I just connect with a lot of things you say, man. Cause that would have been my first answer too. I would have said straight up, like, I would feel like, you know, cause with education, man, I think that's why um, that was one of the biggest um, things I liked about um, what's this guy, uh, Barack Obama, too. When in the beginning, when I saw like, um, even though with his conditions, and even though with the whole, you know, with uh, kind of the society, you know, all the rhetoric and stuff, you know, he was able to be, you know, a black man that educated himself. With the with that education, he was able to use that to inspire others. And I was like, yo, it's like people don't realize how like powerful knowledge really is, you know. And so like and just like seeing like certain, you know, public schooling systems and just how like certain schools are like not really, you know, being invested in. You got all these teachers that are underpaid, you know, that, you know, that definitely takes a toll on the society. Right. Because these are going to be the next, you know, these children are going to be like the next, you know, people in, you know, for the future. And they're going to actually be the ones making the rules, making the laws and progressing any nation forward. So. Yeah, if you had a hundred trillion, which both of us don't have, I don't even think Bezos got that. <laughs> but <laughs> if we did have a hundred trillion, that uh, I'm glad that you know we would we would spend it on helping the kids. That's dope. Definitely. That's dope. Um, so, um, so like, um, I'm like, I want to get you this. Um, I don't, I don't really have a set number, but right off the bat, like off your head, who are some really really influential people in your life, like? Like, or things that you like, or people that you've learned from, or you still learn from, or just your big, your biggest influencers. Uh, so probably, yeah. So just based on my mentors, Doctor Darrow, um, Doctor Andre Pinesat. I don't know if you know him. Do you know him at the at the at the uh -huh. study doc on Instagram? He's a uh, at the study. Oh, yeah. The study at, doc? Yeah, at the study doc on Instagram. Shout out oh, Dr. Wow. Pineson. But he's, okay. he's, yeah. So me and him are, are really close and he's really, he went to, he's a black physician. He went to Stanford for med school and really is transforming education. Like if you want to talk about making real impact mm -hmm. and going into these cities and creating programs and creating the infrastructure to do it, he is doing that. Um, so doc, oh, shout out Dr. Yeah, so Dr. Pineset, um, also, you know, a physician, but also nice. an entrepreneur does speaking does is engaged in all this stuff. And he's, he thinks differently, you know, he doesn't just go along with the rhetoric on social media or what people want him to say, like, he's a free thinker. You know, his, his, uh, his motto is no excuses, just dominate. Right. So he's not about excuses. He went to Stanford. He grew up as a black man in America and was discriminated against every step of his way to be a doctor, but he didn't allow that to, you know, push him down or, or derail, or, yeah, derail him from, yeah. from achieving all the impact that he wants to make. And he gets hate from a lot of people, racist hate, but he pushes through it and he doesn't that allow, it doesn't allow that to affect him and impacting students. So I think, yeah. So I think he is definitely one of my biggest inspirations, friends, mentors, all of the above. Yo, man, we might we might get Dr. Pineser. I just followed him right to get Dr. Pineser on the episode, man. <laughs> Got the mentoree and the mentor on the show. That's just dope. All right. That's real. Well, who are some other names? I think you said some other doctors as well. Uh, Shout out to yeah, so one of my other mentors, Dr. Mishra, he's 
he's the one who basically created the whole regenerative medicine field. Um, like all what I do, he was the pioneer of it. And I was able to get in contact with him just like I got in contact in the stem cell research place that I work at now. I reached out to him. I was persistent and we formed a mentorship and he's also a different thinker. You know, if you think about creating a field of medicine, mm-hmm. like you have to think differently. You can't just go with conventional wisdom. Um, I think all, what all, what all my mentors have in common is they do think differently. They're not necessarily agreeable. And I don't necessarily agree with 100% of what they say, but that's good. You know, we need to be disagreeing. We need to be he- hearing different people's opinions, exactly. even if they're different than our own. You know, I think um, that's mm-hmm. what that's what may, makes me successful and able to connect with so many different people who are completely different than me. Right? It's because I've been able to gain all these perspectives from mentors, from people that are different than me, right? And use those to make an impact. That's a hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because, you know, people also with this, with this current like societal climate and everybody, you know, and everything, and everything, sorry. Like people, people just really think that just because you have a differing opinion, like, you know, that just, you know, calls for, you know, just this drama, dramatization, of, you know, beliefs, but really it's just like, no, you have a different opinion. Let's break down why you believe the things you believe and let's break down what, you know, like we're supposed to kind of talk to each other that way to understand each other better because, you know, there might be certain things that make sense in that other person's point that we probably haven't thought of. So yeah. And just based on life experiences, you know, everyone grows up differently and everyone grows up. I mean, we, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's without a doubt, like our upbringing has the biggest impact on how we think. Right. So if we're from different upbringings or had different um, situational cues that have influenced the way we think, you know, that person's not necessarily a bad person, but maybe he grew up in an environment that led him to think that way. Mm. That's true. That's true. That's true. So um, if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would they be and why? So dead or alive? Dead or alive. So definitely Kobe. He'd be he'd be number one. Yes, sir. Mamba. Uh, forever. <laughs> then then also on <laughs> at the table would be president former President Obama. He's definitely one of the people I look up to the most. Um with ton yo, yo, I told I'm Brett Shaw. And I think the third person would be uh Neil deGrasse Tyson. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, so astrophysicist, astrophysicist, but he, the way he communicates yeah. is something I've always aspired to do. The way he communicates complex uh, astrophysics, right, and explaining the universe, mm-hmm. I think that would also be a, a great addition to that table. Dope, yo, that is all. That is a dope table, yo. Yo, invite me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a dope table. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Man, I like that answer. Um. So, uh, what's the guy? If you could have a billboard with anything on it, um, and the billboard was like in the middle of Times Square, just a big not, not no, they don't got no billboard in Times Square, but you get the picture, just something real big in the middle of a bunch of people. What would it say? You know, like what would it say? It would, would say, it uh, follow at the real student mentor on Instagram. <laughs> 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 I'm just messing. That'd be. I like you know, that. you always got to be clout chasing. No, I'm just kidding. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, hey, man, what, you know, we, you got to, man, you got to. That's that's the grind now. New millennia is just, you know, it's just like how many followers you got, and then you just use that as data, and then you know the government wants data, and that's pretty much it. That's the end cycle. I'm just kidding. That's not pretty much how it works, but <laughs> but that's pretty much how it is. But but what would you really put? What would you really put on your billboard besides that? Uh, I think I think it would say no one cares. Work harder. Mm. I think that that it was no just very cares. simple. Work hard. No one cares, man. Just work harder. That that yo, that's that's actually that's actually perfect. Especially when you're feeling down and you're just like, oh my god, you can't do it. You just look at that, yo, bro. No one cares, man. Just go it's get true. it, man. No one cares. Go get it. Everyone has their own shit that they have to do in their life that they have in their life, right? So you can throw either throw a pity party for yourself, even if it's warranted. I'm not saying it's not warranted, but what are you going to do? Are you going to let someone else bring you down? Are you going to let a certain situation bring you down and prevent you from chasing your dreams? Or are you just going to go out there and do it? That's exactly, exactly, exactly. And I would, I would assume, I would, I would hope, you know, for especially the audience that's listening, you know, just continually go forward, man, go forward, push through it. Cause what doesn't kill you absolutely makes you stronger. And that's that, that strength, you know, the next person that, you know, that's what you, that's what you're designed for. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to use that strength. You're supposed to spread that, you know, spread that energy to someone else that won't make the same mistakes you made. And we just progressively just get better and evolve and just, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is a real nice, uh, it's a real nice interview, man. I'm, I'm, I feel like, you know, pour me up some iced tea and <laughs> you know, some icing and just, <laughs> just sit back, just, just chill. You know, <laughs> so uh, let me ask you another question, man. Uh, if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell him? I would tell him, reach out of your damn comfort zone. That would, that would be it. It would just be reach out of your comfort zone. Um, because it wasn't until I reached out of my comfort zone and I started being uncomfortable and being comfortable being uncomfortable was until great things happened, <laughs> right? And reach out for help. I think there's so many of, there's so many of you guys out there who are struggling, who don't know necessarily what to do, reach out for help. Reach, get a mentor. I think that that would definitely be the the thing I would tell my younger my younger self. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 cool. That's cool. I, I, how old are you now? Right now? I'm twenty five. Twenty five. You see, just seven years. And I would know what the thing is. I would tell. I would tell. I would tell my. I would tell. I'm still telling my um, twenty four year old self to do that. Actually, I'm twenty four. I'm still telling myself to get out of my comfort zone. So maybe you telling yourself now. Is gonna finally get to me at twenty four because <laughs> I tell you right. Sometimes it gets hard to get out of your comfort zone, but you're you're one hundred percent right, one hundred percent right. So, um, uh, what's it called? Um, I mean, I, I wanted to ask you this one question because you, you had talked about it uh, before. But what other things do you actually like to do? Like, like in terms of like just without without the stem cell, without the mentoring, just personal life, like. What do you like to do for fun? Like any favorite TV shows, anything like that? Uh, well, I think any, I think know, this is a great, like great travel point that you're bringing up. Is like nothing I would do would be possible if I didn't have balance in my life. If I if I'm exactly. grinding twenty four seven and I don't get to, th- to do the things I like to do, none of this would be worth it. What's it really worth? It wouldn't be worth it. So I love. I'm a huge golfer. 
I do all this stuff, but I still golf twice a week. I just, before we came on, I just came back from around. Um, I work out, I like, oh, I like okay. working out. I work out like six times a week. You know, I think that's all part of the mental health and the physical health. It's a, it's all connected. Um, I love sports. I love, so I don't, I'm not big on like watching TV shows. I go to bed at eight 30, so I don't like go on Netflix all night. Um, but I'm a huge Laker no. fan, huge 49er fan. Um, so I, I, oh, you I love, LA. LA is yeah, I love, I love me my sports for sure. Okay, are you, how are you gonna feel with the Lakers going against the Warriors since like you got the San Fran love? No, I, I mean LA I don't like. I don't, we didn't have a football team, right? So I had to pick one. Oh, so <laughs> you got yeah, the Rams now, now. But I mean, I'm already a lifelong Niner fan. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. But kind of yeah. harping on that. Point, I was like, I was like, you just kind of harping on that point again is like, sorry, sorry. you know, go out and have fun, right? Go out with your friends, get a drink, have fun. But it's so important that you get your stuff that you need to be done first. And then when you're going out, you don't have to feel mm. guilty about going out because you already got all your shit done. Exactly. Work hard, play hard. Exactly. Work hard, play hard. But at the end of the day, you definitely, yeah, because, like, even though we're talking, because there's one thing about, there's one thing about, like, this show, too. You know, it's called Don't Judge a Book, right? Because we also, the way we perceive people, you know, that's why I was asking you a lot of questions when it came to, like, you know, where you felt people misunderstood about you, you know, compliments and just how you're perceived because, you know, that perception sometimes also weighs on, on, on who we are and sometimes keeps us in our comfort zone. So just getting to uncover who Brent Shaw really is behind the scenes, too, also helps the audience, you know, with someone that is inspired by you to also see themselves and you know who you are that's why i keep commenting i'm like yo man i, I do man i be seeing i see myself it just so happened it's perfectly that you you're pretty much you know i'm pretty much the black version of you that's pretty much that's pretty much it. like, like I, the only thing you you left me on was the golf like i was like with the golf i was like oh i was like I, I don't even know how to play golf i just went to the batting cage just not too long ago and i think i like dislocated my shoulder because i don't even know how to hold that right <laughs> so, so i already know um, but no, that's really dope, man. That's really dope, man. So any new projects you're working on? I know you said you want to get into entrepreneurship and uh, stuff, stuff like that besides stem cell, but anything, uh, that, that you're working on besides that? Yeah. So I'm work? working on, uh, some online courses right now on kind of combining everything I've ever learned about networking, studying, time managing, all that, and combining it into a course. Um, because that's where education is going is toward online courses. Right. So I can't mentor everyone. I can't. Right. But I can get an online course to thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Right. And if they can get my knowledge mm. and everything I've learned into their hands, then that's that's empowering on you can empower so many different people from so many different countries. Um, so no, definitely no. working on the online course. I love mentoring, you know, more than more than making a course. But I think, you know, this is how we can you know, make real widespread impact um, is getting people these these strategies that aren't taught in schools that they've never that they've never heard before that people aren't using to get to their dreams um, a lot more quickly. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, with the show kind of coming to its end, I just wanted to give you another thank you, man, for even having the time for me to 
even talk to me and you know and uh share all this information i know the audience is gonna love this too because you just you just a dope personality you heard the three people people the three people are kobe neil degrasse tyson and Obama. there you go that's just that's just beautiful no it's white beautiful. people we're boring it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> hey man i ain't say that he said that not me anyway <laughs> but no no awesome bro awesome this is this is this is lovely man I really appreciate you having on. And I know, like, when we link up for the second part of, of this episode with Instagram Live, where we're going to be able to talk to people, ask anybody their questions, you know, revisit on a lot of topics in this episode, I know um, it'll be even sweeter and even be better. Um, anything else you want like to say to the, the viewers before we start? I think off? that's it. Thank you so much for having me again. I really enjoyed this. Uh, no problem, man. I enjoyed this as well, man. Take it easy. Bro. Yeah, have a good you night. Too. And as you know, this is uh, Deo again. Don't judge a book. Make sure you get the EP. Don't judge a book. EP 